privilege. Quick um, point of personal privilege. Yes. I can handle things. I'm smart. This is Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. He is Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, man. The only problem with you playing this, Michael, is I don't want to turn it off. The grace notes, the first couple of notes before the main note, this is just brilliant. As you know, I've become a jazz snob. I now look down on everybody else and their music choices. Yeah, oh boy. God, I've, 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 by doing research and going from one thing to another, gotten into There's so much freaking great jazz out there, of course, and it's just... It's just entered my body in a way that music hasn't since I was like a teenager. Wow, I need to go back. I used to listen to a fair amount of I don't of like jazz all of it. There's plenty of it I hate. Drifted away from it. <laughs> I've noticed that, too, as I've tried to delve more into jazz. It, it, it's very binary. There's some stuff that I can't get enough oh, of, and yeah. like within three seconds, I know, nope, next song on that one. God, some of it, I hate the people who like it. Like, I want to find someone who likes this song and fight them. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> or at least That's yell well at them. Is that the feeling you were talking about coming back since your youth? Yeah. Oh, I love this song. I hear it, and it makes me want to just uh, beat the hell out of anybody who dislikes it. <laughs> I just, you know, there's some music you think, what is wrong with the person who likes that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I try not to be that guy. I know it. Oh, it's funny. Um, so, uh, subscriptions are a problem now. All oh, kinds of different subscriptions. No but- kidding. Every day I say to myself, I've got to figure out everything I'm subscribed to, and figure out, for instance, do I go with Apple News, which lets you into probably two, three, four of these uh, publications I'm already subscribed to, plus the TV audio video thing. So this is specifically the TV thing with Disney Plus on the scene, and we got, Santa brought, um, uh, a new TV that allowed for Apple TV to get hooked to it so I could get Disney Plus specifically for Disney Plus. And because they need to have it for the kids. And then so Netflix and that and then HBO Max and all these different things. NBC Peacock. Um, CBS All Access, $6 per month. Hulu, which I have. Ooh. It's only $6 per month. It's the it's only this much problem, which is true on one of them. But if you get six of them, right. now you're up to almost 40 bucks, Which is still a fraction of your cable bill. Oh, sure. that That's part of my point here is... Mm. Um, um, Getting out of the mindset of cable and dish. That's what we all got to do. I've come across this now in a couple of different places, and it's so true. I dealt with this myself just a couple of weeks ago. For some reason, I, a lot of us, still have in our bones and our mind the idea of this being a major long-term decision. Our mind bones. (laughs) The bones in our mind. Right? (laughs) I broke my mind bone. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I think they um, call it a mixed metaphor. Um, that it's a big deal to like, you know, you move into a house and are we going to get dish? Are we going to get cable? Do we get dish or do we get, what was the other one that competed uh, with d- 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 It's the one I have, DirecTV. Yeah, it's yeah. a major decision because you got to call, you got to order it, you got to set up an appointment, you need to be home when they show up. It's going to take a couple of hours. It costs like $200 to get installed. It's a year-long commitment. It's a year-long commitment you can't get out of. And then if you change your mind, you'd have to give back that equipment and have a different company come in right. and hook up their yeah. stuff. No, you got to get out of that out of your head. I got to get that out of my head. This is all. I can sign up for Netflix right now. I can cancel it next break and sign up for Hulu and Disney and then cancel them at the bottom of the hour. Oh, 
with just the touch of my thumb mm. anytime I want to. Right. So sign up for all of them today. See which one you like. Cancel the ones you don't like tomorrow. Whatever. So much of it is, and and they're feeding on this inertia. Um, oh, of course, yeah. They're they're feeding on this inertia. They know that we have a tendency to just like feel like it's a big deal to make these changes when it's not at all. It's just like going to a different website, right? Yeah, click and on, click off. HBO one's a really good example, right? If you were if you had it because you loved Game of Thrones, in between the two years where there weren't Game of Thrones, you could just cancel your subscription. Yeah, and yeah, then when and, Game of Thrones comes back, you're talking hey, to a guy uh, across the way who still has HBO because of The Sopranos, <laughs> right? Right, but I I don't have that mindset yet, and I've got to get there of, I don't like Netflix right now. I think I'll cancel it for the next two weeks and check back in when I heard this show's coming out. There's no reason not to do that. And there's there's certain services that I'll save up. I'll wait till they have like two or three shows that I want to see. I will get it for a single month. I will watch those three shows, and then I cancel it. That's thrifty. You know what we need? What we ought to do, and maybe it'll be a long-form podcast that people can grab or or maybe a guest on the show. We ought to get a a good, solid uh, cord-cutting expert. Just somebody, not an expert per se, but somebody who's got all the answers. I guess that would be an expert. (laughs) I'm sorry, the bone of my mind hurts. Anyway. (laughs) Mind bone. (laughs) We ought to get them and ask them all our questions and let listeners ask questions. Because I have questions. I need to get live news. I have to get live news because of the way I make a living. Can I do that? Um, I, I'm a bit of a sports freak. Can I watch X, Y, and Z easily? How do I do that? And, and, you know, just do that as a service for our, our listeners. Who are a little, you know, speaking for myself and people like me, which is probably a lot of people, I'm a little busy to do that full analysis. Sure. And I just, I never get around to it. And, and when I start, I realize I don't know the answer to questions. And so I just keep on keeping on way overspending on my, you know, my entertainment and, and information. So here's a couple of tips from this. Radio person. free, by the way. You notice that free, free. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, pick a main or two to start with. Uh, then they suggest met Netflix. If you just look at the quality and the awards and everything like that, that's one that, you know, if you like TV and movies, that's what you should probably have. Um, followed by Amazon Prime. Take advantage of that because you probably already have it. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get yeah. all those movies and shows right. as part of your Prime membership. And we don't use that enough at home because uh, there's a lot of stuff on there my kids like. Uh, As a Disney shareholder, I recommend you get the Disney Plus app for no other reason. Wow. We're we're liking the the full disclosure. There's a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus, man, and they got it so usable. It's really good. Um, Add and drop services without mercy. That's what I was just talking about. Add it because you like this show as soon as you're done with it. If you don't see anything else, you like cancel it. Yep. Why wouldn't you? And the other thing is the companies know that. They know that, okay, this person signed up for this, watched this show, then canceled. Mm -hmm. If we want Mm -hmm. this person back, we need to make more of that show that they watch. (laughs) You'll get another show just like the one you like. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) Well, and it's so easy if you're getting a trial of something, which we all used to hesitate to do, a 30-day free trial or whatever, put it on your calendar. That's what I do. The first of next month, cancel XYZ, question mark. Divorce yourself from the idea of keeping up. That's a pretty good one right there. I don't I don't have that option. Excuse me, I had God spicy is breakfast. That, <laughs> is that you, God? I'm calling you home, Jack. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? <laughs> no. Anyway, you were saying? <laughs> um, 
what did I say? Oh, divorce yourself from the idea of keeping up. I don't have that problem because I got kids and a job. FOMA, fear of missing out. But right? it, when, when I was younger, I would have had this. I want to be watching. I want to have watched all the cool shows that everybody else is talking about. I yes. don't want to be the person. No, I've never even heard of that. Right. I want to watch them. You can't anymore. That's what this guy is saying. Just oh, accept okay. that TV has become a fire hose. Give up on the idea that you could possibly drink it all and be up on all the hot shows. Find ones you like. So, okay. I was, I was going to say that advice is kind of like be a better person. <laughs> but, no, I get it. Now you can legitimately claim, well, I, it happens to me all the time. No, I haven't seen X. Have you seen, you know, Yellowstone? Judy and I are watching that, and everybody's like, no, is it good? Blah, blah, blah. It's just a different culture. Have you seen you, Y-O-U? Are you familiar no. with that show on Netflix? Uh, Serial Killer? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the first two episodes, and I just haven't had the time to to keep finishing. Boy, I, I like it. First, <sighs> first person serial killer thing? That's funny. <laughs> Nah, yeah. my, my, it's gruesome and funny. Oh, okay, that yeah. reminds me of Dexter. Some of his, yeah, yeah, that, that sort of thing. The yeah. comments, the running commentary in his head oh, about people he runs into and everything like that are yeah. just. Something. I, I can't watch that, and I'll tell you why. My twenty-year-old daughter, uh, my sweetheart Delaney May, is so into serial killers. She watches the shows with her friends. Has she seen you text her? She should see you. All right, I'll ask her. Uh, but no, she's into the real, you know, on your uh, 48 hours investigation. Blah, 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 blah. He traveled from state to state, and she watches all that stuff. And the other day, I, I mentioned there's they were building a house right next to a highway, and I said, study after study shows it's bad for your health, your heart, your lungs, the, the car exhaust, blah, blah, blah. She goes, yeah, plus uh, serial killers. They usually use highways and <laughs> stick close to highways. And it, it, it became clear. She's got this obsession with serial killers and avoiding them. Wow. So, no, I'm not going to have it in my house. It's like winning the lottery riding a shark to get to uh, have a serial killer come your way. But Right. Yeah, it's best to plan. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So, Facebook, leading up to the 2020 election, has outlawed... Deep fakes. Oh, man. Positive Sean just showed me a new deep fake. We're there, folks. We are there. Reality and created reality. It's impossible to tell the difference. Was it the Home Stallone deep fake that I saw over Christmas break? Nope. Have you seen Home Stallone? Home Alone, but with Sly Stallone? Just uh, really? Sylvester Stallone, yeah. yeah. Just his tiny, just his face on tiny Macaulay Culkin's yes, body? Yes, and it is Sylvester Stallone's face and that's, it looks that's disturbing completely flawless that's disturbing home and his voice but home alone or stallone home stallone home stallone alone maybe it's stallone alone uh anyway uh <laughs> yeah it's it's the one we are just looking at is it's flawless it's seamless yeah it's a, an impressionist going through a series of impressions with the face changing as his voice changes and it's unbelievable there's a little home stallone for you we're about to run it up on the screen <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh no, that's his, wrong. And then it's his voice too. So right, pretty funny. But um, can we do the audio? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cue that up for you. Uh, but so it is a serious problem, and I don't know how we're going to handle it. Uh, well, I'll just read this because it's pretty well written and it's pretty good. Facebook has announced a new policy change that will see their site ban deep fake content from its platform in the run up to the 2020 presidential election in November. A deep fake is the colloquial term for synthetic media or media that has been created artificially using deep learning techniques. Historically deep fakes got their start by being used to create pornographic videos featuring people that never took part in the video in the first place. Of course that as... can be said of everything on the internet. It started with porn. <laughs> Jeez, no kidding. 
uh, such as famous actors. But I'd seen those, and they were like, I'd seen them because people saw, look how hilarious this is. Yeah. You know, Jennifer Lawrence's head on a body, but it's like a, a, a different race, and the head's the wrong size <laughs> and facing the wrong direction. I mean, it wasn't believable at all. It's improved so much since then. Maybe I'm turned on by giant-headed women. The technology is increasingly becoming embraced to spread political propaganda and misinformation. God, think how much they do this in China and Russia already. Oh, if the yeah. AI or deep learning techniques behind a deep fake video are advanced enough, the synthetic media can make it look like someone, such as the President of the United States or one of his opponents, is doing or saying something that they in reality never said or did. Because of the very nature of the content, deep fakes have the potential to easily go viral online. That's why Facebook has announced a ban on them on their platform ahead of the 2020 election. In a blog post today, Facebook says that it will be removing media if it meets two criteria. The reason I want to mention this is because they are going to allow shallow fakes. Which, What's that? Well, you're about to find out. And okay. It becomes a problem. <clears throat> Deep fakes will be uh, uh, removed if they meet the two criteria. The video has been artificially generated or edited to, to make it look like a person said something that they, in fact, have not said. Okay. Uh, and I guess you have to meet both of these. The video replaces or adds content. Must be either. Uh, video replaces or adds content that makes it look authentic by using AI or machine learning means. Okay, I get that. But Facebook says its new deepfake policy does not apply to parody or satirical content, leaving room for users to argue their deepfakes should remain on the platform. That's that's a tough one to call right there. It, it really, really is. Yeah. And the new policy also does not ban the posting of so-called shallow fakes. That is authentic video that has simply been edited to rearrange the order of words or omit them re- entirely. Uh-oh. Well, then that's the same thing. If you change the video to omit um, a phrase and it changes the meaning completely. Somebody did that with a Biden thing last week. It went viral for like a day before it got straightened out. I it was, do want to murder positive Sean. I said what? I do not want to, but you know, not. We cut that out. And the, the Biden thing, and I don't remember what it was last week, but it was it was a video going around him or audio tape, and it was him stating the opposite of what he actually said. Oh well, boy, how is that <laughs> not as damaging or the same flipping thing as the deep fake? Yeah, no. But they as, are going to allow that. As usual, Mark Berserkerberg and his his uh, minions have decided to go ahead and edit the internet and have done a miserable job. You know, in their defense, so all, and I come all you've to, done is edit the order of the words or admitted them or entirely to change the meaning, that's okay. But at least you didn't use AI to make it look like Sly Stallone's face. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I tell you what, we're into weird, weird times. As you pointed out before, It's uh, the problem is twofold. Number one, you have a video saying, I, Joe Getty, I'm running for Congress and I'm in favor of uh, bringing back slavery. Okay, I never said that and never would. But there's the video, and it's my face and my voice. You said it, some town hall. I'm not in favor of bringing back slavery. Right. And they took out the knot. And the crowd cheers. Well, that's that's the shallow fake. And the deep fake, I've never said anything about slavery at all. And they have me saying it. The other one is, as you've pointed out before, there I am. Uh, I'm, I'm giving a speech. It's a fundraiser for the, uh, the, the Republican Party uh, of the Simpsons, which is my favorite, uh, Representation of the Republican parties. It's Mr. Burns. It's Count Dracula. It's the Rootin' Tootin' Texas guy. And Bob Dole. Bob Dole and, and Homer. So anyway, but there I am at their fundraiser saying, uh, you know what I, I think would really help this country is if we re-enslaved people of color. 
And that would get leaked out. You know, in this scenario, I'm not going to say I said it. That's probably a bad thing to say on the air. But somebody said that the video leaks out and they say, oh, no, that's a deep fake. That's one of those insidious deep fakes. So you have completely like ironclad accusability. Uh, but but uh, unfairly, inaccurately, and you have complete ironclad deniability dishonestly as well. Oh, that's a good place for us to be. Yikes. How do you hold a trial where you say, all right, now look at the security video. You see the bank robber walking in. He looks at the camera. There's his face. There he is sitting there at the defendant's table. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what is your vote? How are you going to do that? They're sitting there thinking it's probably some sort of deep fake because they didn't like this guy. And that'll be the defense, too. Police chief doesn't like him because their kids are on different Little League teams. He's framed. So can we roll a little audio of Stallone alone? Is that possible? Or we'll have to do that when we come back. Uh, We can do that now. Well, that's just the video. You cleverly selected a part without dialogue. But you got to admit, it's pretty funny. It's Sylvester Stallone's, it, it's ah. Sylvester Stallone's face on little Macaulay Culkin. Oh, boy. And they like de- they use the, the Irishman de-aging stuff, too, it seems. like It's a, it's a looks like a young Stallone. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, little and, eight-year-old Sly Stallone. How and disturbing. You, and, you know, nobody's attempting to prove... Look at that, even from the side. Nobody's attempting to prove that St- Sylvester Stallone was a child actor in a, this movie or something. <laughs> but it just shows you what they can do. Yeah. I, I really think the we will allow shallow fakes things makes the their the rule or or satire okay well all right yeah that's not gonna work <laughs> no that's gonna that's accomplish like nothing the whole unintentionally hilarious effort to ban naked breasts and then they ran into the whole breastfeeding thing and it just right. turned into a comedy routine you're listening to the best of the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So listen, uh, speaking of kids, I I made the really inflammatory and unfair statement uh, before the break that um, if you take a certain view of the issue we're going to talk about, you're so stupid as to be subhuman. You're you're a barking dog. There's a lot of Joe attacking the listeners today. I like it. I've been thinking about it was while that, we were on vacation. Was it? Was that your? I new, have issues with you people. Was that your New Year's resolution? Attack the listeners. Give the more. listeners their comeuppance. You know who got away with too much in 2019? <laughs> the listeners. You, you people. Now listen, uh, but I'm going to put on my my fair and charitable hat. The truth is, a, a lot of folks, a lot of good folks, have been whipped up ideologically. Um, you know, in school, on the social media, the rest of it, and they get caught up in a false narrative. And it's easy to happen, and, and, and good people get caught up in it. Then, you know, when they realize the way they're acting, often they think, I don't want to be that person. So, again, I don't hate you. You're not worse than a dog. I love dogs. Um, but I want you to think about this. If you have picked a side in the girls and boys thing there's something wrong with you the idea that we can't address the challenges little girls have and the challenges boys have we got to pick one or the other where the hell did you get that idea that's a bizarre notion that we would only help one sex So cut it out. Little boys have challenges. Little girls have challenges. And I would say in the modern economy, 
with all due respect to the S women take, and I almost dropped an S bomb, and I wish I had. Maybe that should be my New Year's resolution. You wish that you drop S bombs. Everybody says it all the time. And I what wish, are we pretending? And I wish I had. That's interesting. Bull, it's bullspit. Anyway, listen to this. For every 100 girls or women who take an AP or honors course in arts and music, for every 100 girls, only 54 boys do. How about associate's degrees? For every 100 girls or females, only 63 boys do. Who take AP or honors courses in foreign and classical languages? For every 100 girls, it's only 64 boys. How about English and language arts? For every 100 girls, only 64 boys. Um, and, you know, there, there are some that are a little less notable. How about enrolled in U.S. grad schools? For every 100 women, 73 men. That's um, incredible. Master's number. degrees, um, only 73% as many men as women. Um, bachelor's degrees, it's 74 men for every 100 women. Master's degrees, 74 instead of 100. Just enrolled in colleges, it's just 77 instead of 100. And as pointed out in the article talking about that, we still live in a time. Now, what I've been saying for years is you won. Hey, girls, you won. Congratulations, you won. You won. Can, can we ease off the pedal a little bit on trying to, you know, uh, balance the scales since they've become unbalanced the other direction at this point in terms of there are still way more scholarships and that sort of stuff to get girls into college and encourage them to go to grad school because we want girls to feel like that they can be in grad school, too. Yeah, they know. They Every know. university you, has a women's center. Yeah. There are no dudes centers. You know who doesn't maybe know that they can go to grad school? The boys. Right. The whole idea of Sesame Street having a female doctor so girls know they can be doctors, too. The, the, they uh, know. They know. There are more girls in medical school than boys. Right. It's the boys you got to convince at this point. And this has nothing to do with sexism and misogyny and hashtag Me Too and the rest of it, which is perfectly valid. And anybody who discriminates or, or hurts a woman or makes her miserable at work because she's a woman is a piece of crap, and I don't like you. But when we're talking about kids and the way we design classrooms and our expectation of youngsters, how they ought to act in classrooms, there's been this enormous move to make little boys act like little girls and to pathologize acting like God made little boys act. They're energetic. They need to move. They're aggressive. They're competitive. That's not bad. That's good. It's the way God made them. Now, to get back to the stats... There are some things that men are doing way better than women at. Let's talk about some of those. You're classified in uh, through high school as having mental retardation. It's 140 men for every woman who have to repeat kindergarten, 145 boys for every girl, for every 100 girls, who are homeless, half again as many men as women. Diagnosed with communication disorders. It's 168 boys for every 100 girls. Who abuse illicit drugs and alcohol. It's 180 boys for every girl. Who have problems with alcoholism. It's 2 to 1. You're in K-12 through classified as having a specific learning disability. It's 2... Well, it's more than 2 times as many boys as girls. More than twice as many. Who die of an opioid overdose. 212 boys for every 100 girls. Who die in their 20s. Well, that's mostly because we guys act like lunatics in our 20s to 34. But um, mm-hmm. diagnosed with ADHD, it's it's 2.4 times as many uh, boys as girls. Suspended, 240 to 100. Who are homeless and unsheltered, 242 to 100. 
who die in their teens, 280 to 100, expelled from schools, 291 to 100, who commit suicide in their teens, 293 to 100, who receive services in public schools for autism. It's three to one. This is not against helping girls. It's about understanding the challenges of both. There are a few more I want you to hear. Ages 20 to 29 who die of homicide, it's 648 to 100 boys. Those who commit suicide, 450 to 100 in their 20s. Under 18 who are in a correctional facility, it's 770 boys to 100 girls who die on the job. I'm sorry, in adult prisons, it's 10 to 1 boys to girls who die on the job. 1,294 men to 100 women, and in a federal prison, it's more than 13 to 1. I live near a major university, and you would think it was a girls' school, based on just, like, driving through town. Yeah. Yep. We are creating a couple of generations of boys who are not only equipped, not only not equipped to be productive leaders, um, you know, shining stars, we're turning them into angry, frustrated, isolated criminals, drug, drug addicts, and suicide victims. And a lot of that is happening in elementary schools. I wonder. And, and, and I think when we fully recognize the terrible thing we have done in the United States to our little boys, we will be racked with terrible guilt for a very long time. How many more girls than boys would you need in, uh, you know, uh, the advanced classes in high school or grad school or law school or medical? At what point would the ratio be so far off that you'd start, be, you'd start talking about boy power as opposed to girl power, like it was so popular starting in like the 70s? Well, the ratios are already so high. I mean, um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Where, where is the masters who earn a, a doctorate is? Um, it's 10% higher women, um, a little more than 10. Um, so I don't know, 20, 25% bachelor's degrees is 100 women for every 74 men. So that's, that's a huge imbalance. Master's degrees, it's 74 men for every 100 women. So evidently, Jack, it'd have to be more than 26% higher. Yeah. Have to be a third higher, maybe half again higher. You got a hundred women for every 50 guys. Maybe then people would understand and stop making this utterly indefensible, you know, pitch that you have to pick either boys or girls. Stop it. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. That that really wasn't my point. That's one way to get around it. No, that would not help. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Texas will definitely become more dirty, more dangerous. Yeah, kill me, motherfucker. Rather than confront the drug use like a normal city, San Francisco enables drug use by distributing roughly 400,000 free syringes every month. City leaders say that giving out syringes reduces the risk of disease. Of course, no one wants to have somebody get HIV or Hep C, but the unintended consequences is insanity. So that's from last night's Tucker Carlson on Fox, a national show, a national story on the what second most watched cable news show in America. 
focusing on San Francisco, I think partially because Tucker Carlson used to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason would be that it's just so extraordinary. Well, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a canary in the coal mine of a certain set of policies. Right. What you can look forward to. That's what I wanted to, to mention because um, we're, we're very familiar with San Francisco and its decline in so many cities on the West Coast. But so I was in Wichita for uh, Christmas, Cousin Christmas. There and they are starting to have a homeless problem. In Where Wichita, we had our Kansas. first job together years ago, and I don't remember seeing homeless people when I lived there years ago. But anyway, I guess it's a thing downtown. Like the libraries, the downtown libraries got homeless people, and you can't go there. And like it's happening in a lot of places. And uh, I made, uh, and again, I, I prefer the term bums and junkies. Well, right. I made some harsh comment at the uh, the family get together about them being a bunch of drug. Get those dang. I used the bad language, but drug addicts out of there. Uh-huh. Well, they're they've had some troubles, you know, and we need to be more compassionate. Somebody said, yeah. and I thought, you know, th- this is the road you go down. You think that, and that makes you a nice person, right? That makes you a nice person. That it's new to you, that homeless have showed up in your town, and you think, well, they're down and out, or they got screwed by life, or whatever. Right, they're just one medical bill away from homelessness. Yeah, you got drug addicts who've decided they like the drug addict lifestyle ruining your town. That's Mm -hmm. what you have. Right, or they can't get themselves clean, and I have a great deal of sympathy for that. But that doesn't mean they get to ruin the town. It doesn't mean they get the park, and the library, and the bike paths, and and the the sidewalks, and the rest of it. And the doorway to that store you want to go into. Yeah, we're going to compassion them out of being drunk, junky losers by furnishing them drugs and letting them camp in the park. And that's the way we're going to get them clean, that, according to the dreamers who run so much of the world. Oh, right. Look, we need dreamers. We need compassion. We need kindness. Of course we do. But compassion without order is chaos. All right. Now, back to my ER story, which fits into with this. So Tucker Carlson's doing that every night this week. I think it's a five-part series, San Francisco and the homeless situation. So if you're into that story, uh, watch it there. But so I'm at a downtown ER on the West Coast with my wife on a Friday night and learn the lesson, if you weren't listening earlier, that if you're in downtown on a city, especially on a weekend, and something happens, unless it's chest pain or you can't, you know, you're choking, something where you're going to, you might die immediately, mm-hmm. you're better off Ubering or driving to a suburb or right. a smaller town. Yep. One, you'll get in faster. Two, it's safer. It's just safer. It wasn't safe to be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly for my kids, I couldn't, I couldn't let my, Kids like sit down while I'm helping check mom in, right? Because they're drunk homeless people everywhere wandering around trying to talk to them. And if you're just tuning in, you know, the lovely Mrs. Armstrong bleeding in terrible pain, can't fill out the paperwork. So Jack's doing that. Meanwhile, the junkies are approaching his kids. And the, um, the people that work there clearly know some of them by name, right? And so, and they all know the drill. It's a, it's a dance, right? They, they come, they come stumbling. I need a bed. All right. What's wrong, Jim? I don't, I don't feel good. I feel like I'm about to fall down. Okay. And so they go through the full filling out the paperwork, 15 minute, whatever it takes routine while you got other people hanging around. I'm sure that's the law. Um, right. and, uh, and uh, two, two things they want. They want to, they want a warm bed inside and this is a way to get it. And there's apparently you can't say no. And two, if you're, if you claim certain symptoms, according to one of the nurses who told my wife, They'll uh, they'll IV up, 
So I don't know. I, I've known people who did this. I was never committed enough to recovering from a hangover to do this. But apparently, if you're willing to take um, uh, an IV, you can get over a hangover like that. It, it yes. Works. I've um, done it. You have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm not that committed. I had some friends uh, who were uh, military doctors, and they, they would do that to themselves. And one day I was out with them and was <laughs> with them the next morning as well. And they said, come on, we know what to do. Wow. Yeah, I know, I I know guys who could write PhDs on being hungover, and they say yeah, it's a miracle. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. The, yeah. the, you know, most of your hangover is your dehydration, so they pump you full of liquid, and you're over it. God, I don't know if I needed a way to, like, you know, hey, I'm feeling good already. Well, let's, get, let's do that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need the pain of the hangover to adjust your lifestyle. But anyway, so the, the, the homeless, the street addicts, have figured that out. So they'll go into the hospital. And I'm happy to pay for that, of course, as a taxpayer. Well, I love the idea of paying for you to get uh, your IV, to get back on your feet so you can go out and beg for more money to get drunk again. Well, and please, how about I'm in pain. I'm in lots and lots and lots of pain. I need some opioids. They got to give them to them. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Well, listen, what makes it even worse in Cal Unicornia, where realism has gone to die, is that there is a, a law that was just passed, I think it was uh, beginning of last year, which reminds me, we have to get to some of the absurd new laws that have been passed by America's legislatures um, at some point for, for 2020, but... Uh, the new law in Cal Unicornia requires hospitals to offer homeless patients a meal, clothing, and other services before sending them to somewhere that has agreed to take them. You have to prove you have a bed for them before you kick them out, which is just insane. I don't, I don't know. I, I the, the problem with the drive by voter. And, and part of the problem is government has become so vast and is involved in so many aspects of, of, of virtually everything. It's impossible for the average voter to understand what government does and have a solid view of what the policies ought to be. That's just asking too much of people. God dang it. Which is one so, of the reasons I'm a small government advocate. But the drive-by voter hears the emotional description of an issue like this, and it's so easy to persuade them to do the progressive thing because it sounds good, which is why the Democrats want to register children as voters now, because you can sway children with emotional arguments really easily. Save the unicorns, kids. I want to make it clear again. I, I understand that the people at the hospital are just doing what they're they're told they have to do. And you, oh, you they're heroes. And you probably hate it more than I do. Oh, I you, promise you. You probably yeah. like to rant and rave about it for hours on how you have to fill out the paperwork for this drunk guy that you see every two days. While that woman back there, that young mom, is holding her sick baby waiting in line. Right. And there's that probably would... some activist lawyer lurking around to make sure you don't see the baby first. But We got this text. I broke my back and had to wait three hours in an ER hallway by an obviously high-ranting degenerate. It was awful. Geez, so if I bring my kid into the ER at night, we're sick. We might be in the ER in the hallway next to the gurney, like my wife was, of some guy who's just obviously a drunk homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to talk yeah. to her and stuff like that yeah. with your kid. That's just, who would allow their society to get that way? As, yeah. ex- as expensive as healthcare is, you got to put up with that when you need to take your kid to the ER? Holy crap. Note here from Craig, my wife, my wife th- fell through an open hatch on a boat. 
Reminds me of my unfortunate and unavoidable boating accident a number of years ago. I remember that, yes. I tumbled down the stairs of a sailboat while the steps were wet. I believe there was drinking involved, was there not? I don't recall, specifically. (laughs) It was a good thing there was, man. That was some serious pain. Anyway, but she had to wait uh, two and a half, three hours to be seen with seven broken ribs in line uh, behind a bunch, a room full of obviously drunk and high, you know, bums. Yeah, I'm not kidding. If I broke my ankle and was in horrific pain, I would still, and I'm downtown somewhere, I would still say, get me to, you know, nice suburb. Right. Because you might as well. You're going to be in the same amount of pain. Yeah. Except you're going to be sitting next to scary people. Yeah. You're going to wait just as long. Yeah. I uh, I had to take a longish ride to an emergency room once in terrible pain, and you kind of settle into it. Doesn't get worse. <laughs> you just get uh, and before you know it, you're there. So that's some solid advice, I, I just, especially if you are in the more progressive corners of America where order has break, broken down. Oh yeah. To wrap this up, how does this story end? I mean, because surely society won't continue to put up with this, will it? I mean, I realize democracies move really slow, yeah. but surely society won't put up with that. When enough people have had that ER experience. Well, those of you who do not live in admittedly wonderful, or at least formerly wonderful places like Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, uh, oh, Santa Rosa, California, is dealing with a huge crisis of bums and junkies. If if you don't live in those places, just, just be warned. If you let these unicornian policies in, we need to let people camp in the park because they're unfortunate. You let that camel's nose under the tent, you can have a park full of camels. This Mark case, we're, we're bums and junkies. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.